Hello, my name is Jake Kerr. This is a Black Ink podcast and it is episode number 16. I would like to welcome you back if you're a long-time listener and I'd like to welcome you if this is your first time. So, as you may know, uh, it's been a bit of a debacle the past the past couple of... I'm just going to recap the past couple of weeks because I personally, I feel like I've been really lazy. Um, from an outside point of view, I think I've just been sensible. Um, but it's always hard to have these. Uh, I spoke in the last podcast about the conversation that you have with yourself when you're self-employed versus when you work for someone. Um, and I think even when I work for someone, I still have a weird sense of like obligation to be getting the job done. And the past couple of weeks, uh, so it has been, I've been sick now for 16 days which obviously there's been people that have been sicker than me for a lot longer than what I've been sick, but nonetheless, I'm having a fucking terrible time. And in the midst of all of this, my YouTube videos get deleted off, my my videos get deleted off YouTube because someone decided to report everything, like things that don't add up got reported. Like if if all of my podcasts got deleted, I would understand because maybe, maybe it's, I'm doing something with my podcast that I don't know. I mean, obviously they have no music in them. There's no copyright issues. There's none of that. But to report my inline skating videos as well, it's like, that was definitely a direct thing at me. So, and bro, I know you're probably watching this because I mean, that's the crazy part about this. Someone who doesn't care about me wouldn't go to that much effort. You've just shown that you care that much to report my videos. So look, we're not going to go into that because obviously you have your own reasons, but one thing is for sure you're watching. So thank you for the marketing opportunity, but you really could have timed it better because I'm just having a fucking rough couple of weeks, you know? So to catch you up, just in case you're unaware, I got like a really, really mild food poisoning, which actually like, it was like said and done in like two days or three days. Well, I thought it was a food poisoning. And then I ate some fucking sausage rolls and party pies that I cooked myself in my oven in my caravan. And I got enthusiastic and I pulled them out a bit early. Maybe they won't cook the whole way through. It shouldn't matter. They're frozen party pies and sausage rolls. It should not matter. Anyway. I end up waking up and I start spewing again and I just about got good. Then I had some Macca's chips, some cold Macca's chips that were shit. That brought me back to stage bloody negative two again. I end up waking up, throwing up. This is days later. And I was all good. No shit. This just keeps on happening, keeps on happening. The cycle repeats itself until just recently. I was was like, I was 95% recovered. I go to a friend though. It's Saturday morning, right? I'm 95% recovered. So right now it's Tuesday the 3rd or 4th, whatever it is of August. On Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm like looking at my biceps. I'm like, I'm fucking good. I'm strong as fuck right now. So I think today's the day. I've been putting off getting KFC for like a week now. Well, realistically like a week and a half because the only thing you want when you're sick is that that tasty, you know, you know when you're hungry, you're super hungry. And when you're sick, typically you only want like, like, you can be hungry, but the thought of food puts you off. I was like, obviously, uh, smoking uh, imitation marijuana, I uh, found myself hungry for the things that I'm normally hungry for. And I don't like, this is like my go-to as a double tender box from KFC with the extra pepper mayo and the burger. Like, fuck me. You want to make my day, put a drumstick in there, extra potato and gravy, maybe accidentally drop a tub of coleslaw in there. It's a fucking good day for me, you know? So... I end up putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because I know no matter how much I want this, like a cup of coffee was upsetting my stomach. So KFC would ruin my life. But it comes to Saturday morning. I'm feeling like Superman. So what do I do? 
I go and get myself a double tender box with the extra pepper mayo. I don't double up on anything else. I don't even get it in a large. I got it in a regular because your boy's responsible or good. And the crazy part was I got to the drive-thru and no one's there. I get to the window and the dude's like, yeah, yeah, that's ten ninety-five, Bro, I've ordered this meal more times than I've said I'd love you to my mother. I know how much this shit is worth. And he's like, ten ninety-five, bro. And I'm like, so you got the double tender box, which comes with all this shit, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, ten ninety-five. I'm like, take my money. Take my money. Now, it should be $12 something. Maybe it's because it's a large meal. I don't know. Anyway, so he takes my money. I go to the window and they've already got it made. They hand me the box through the window. As I as I drive up, they hand the box through the window. I'm like, dude, it's 11.30 on a Saturday. What the fuck is going on? You understand? What's going on? So I'm thinking, they haven't put the extra pepper mayo in. It is what it is. It doesn't matter. I've got my meal. I'm going to go home. I'm going get, to get into my caravan. I'm going to open this up, take my pants off, and eat the fuck out of this burger. Uh... I do exactly that. I get home. I open up the burger. It's got extra pepper mayo in it. I'm like, hey, you know what this is? This is a sign directly from the heavens that I should be eating KFC. Otherwise, why would it have happened so easily? And I know what you're thinking. You eat the KFC and you get sick. Let me stop you right there. I eat the KFC. I put on an episode of The Simpsons that I've maybe watched 400 times before and I fall asleep and I have a couple hours sleep, okay? I wake up, I've got a few jobs to do here and there, but essentially all I have to do is go and see my mate because we're having a family barbecue. We're going to have a nice chill night. It is what it is. So I wake up, I do some bits and pieces. My stomach is feeling fine. If anything, I feel better than when I went to sleep because I've had the KFC, you know, naturally. I find myself thinking like, right, I need to respectfully take something around. Which, by the way, before I get too deep into this story, let's bring this up. It's 2021, right? When you go somewhere, you shake someone's hand right? When you go somewhere, you take a gift with you, something small. It doesn't have to be a fucking $20 box of chocolates. It can be a $12 box of chocolates, right? It can be an $8 box of chocolates. It can be something. If you're going to a dinner, you take a plate with you. That's what's expected. I know it's a bit hard for some people to understand these days. I don't even know how these organic integral kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? These, these, uh, almost habitual things that people did within society amongst their friends and family have just kind of gone out the window lately. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Uh, my generation specifically really struggles with um, those kind of old school things. And I find that the people in my generation that still adhere to these standards and they still bring a plate with them or they, you know, if they bring a six pack around, they leave the beers in the fridge, whatever it might be. Uh you know, we tend to find each other really easily because it seems to me the people who are really polite as well have these same traits within their personality that just know kind of organically to bring something with them when they go somewhere. And I find that like this particular person's place who I went to, like I hadn't met his parents before, whatever. I got there and it was just click straight away. You bring a tray tray, tray of meat, you put it in the fridge, you do your thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I should mention that I was feeling... On Saturday evening, I was feeling... So I, I had to go to the shops to get a tray of meat and to get some drinks for myself. And of course, drinks, I'm not sure if you know this, but alcohol is actually fucking hell abrasive to your stomach, especially when you've had two weeks of throwing up and shitting through the eye of a needle. But it's not good for you. And as a standard non-drinker, like if you didn't know this about me, I pretty much don't drink at all. Like I don't struggle to not have a drink for like a month or two months at a time, but then drink hell hard when the time is right. It's just like anything else, you know? 
By the way, sorry for the fucking sniffles as well. I'll get to that part. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was feeling a bit kind of like in a cloud, as you do when you wake up from a bit of a nap on Saturday after you've had some KFC, double tender burger with extra pepper mayo. But I push through, I go to the shops, I get myself some, some of those honey snags from Woolworths. If you haven't had them, they're a little bit shorter, a little bit thicker. And they're fucking, they're real good. But homegirl doesn't like them, so I can only get them in these situations where she's not going to be present or whatever it might be. So I'm like, fuck yeah, opportunity, I'm going to get these honey snags. I go to the bottle I thought I got some of those iced teas that come in the fucking... You know those, they're like a new iced tea and they got all colourful, like really autumn coloured can... And it's just, yeah, they're, they're nice, you know, they're nothing crazy. I should have gone with like a nice soft seltzer just to fucking, because not being a drinker as well, I get really concerned that I'm actually going to get pissed. And this is like a drip away from home, so I don't want to go somewhere and then have three cans and not be able to drive back. So it is what it is. I end up fucking, I, I grab them, I get to the counter, I pay for them, and it wasn't until I got there and I opened it and I, I drank it, I was like, oh, this is fucking ginger beer. This is like spiced ginger beer. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm drinking ginger beer now. So, I get there, uh, it's dark, you know what I mean, it was, I should have got there a little bit earlier, but whatever, I fucking hand over the tray of meat to put in the fridge, I go and get a can, I open it, realise what I've done, I'm fucking, who cares, you know what I mean, so my stomach at the moment is sitting on a half digest KFC double tender box, and now I'm adding this spice fucking ginger beer to it, right, then cooked the barbecue, the fucking meat is cooked brilliantly, we have steak, we have fucking sausages, we have, uh, what else do we have, kebabs, uh, there's a beautiful potato salad, there was some, uh, just some vegetables and whatnot, it was just like a really nice classic Aussie barbecue where you had like, you know, 70% of the plate was meat, the other 30% was really good salad, you know, so we're having a fat time, we're eating away, and then they do the thing where like, you know, you, you always cook like 120% of the meat you need, or at least 120% of the meat you need, so then it's just sitting on the kind of tray in front of you, and you're eating like a kebab, and you finish a snag, and you have a little bit of that steak that someone else didn't eat, so I eat enough to make sure the two cans that I eventually drunk were definitely going to be kind of absorbed enough that it wouldn't worry me, so cool, 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 everything's all good, it comes to like 9.30, I'm like, right, fucking sayonara, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out, I drive home, I go to bed, and it's all good, right? Sunday morning comes around, and I wake up at, you know, standard time, 3.30, 4 o'clock, whatever it is. Now, I probably should note that, I have mentioned this before, that my normal routine is waking up at like 3.30, 2.30. I'll start uh, kind of commenting and liking and engaging with heaps of profiles. So by the time 5 o'clock comes around and I drop my post, I've already got heaps of engagement with people. Um, I've kind of buttoned off on that in the past week because I found that like the best sleep that I'm getting is actually uh, right as I go to sleep and right as I wake up. So I've been kind of shitty in the middle of the night. Anyway, when I say shitty, I mean like I'm not comfortable. I'm rolling around. I'm fucking wrestling the dog for space in the bed and all the rest. I don't mean like shitty, shitty. But so I, I wake up at whatever time it was. Uh, I think it was like 3.30 and, and like as soon as I wake up, I burp and it's a meat burp and I'm like, oh, fuck, we're back to square zero, like, you know how straight away sometimes, like, I've been really good with, with when I vomit, I'm usually, like, if I'm gonna vomit in the next, like, hour, I'll tell you, I know it's gonna happen, I know within myself, and I can, like, make, like, I'm not the sort of person who just sits here and, like, and, and vomits, you know what I mean, like, I, I'm, I've never really vomited out of place, you know, like, it's always where I've wanted to vomit, if that kind of makes sense, so, I'm, like, I'm gonna vomit, it is what it is, and I thought, no, I'm gonna see if I can out, like, mind fuck myself out of this needing to vomit. 
So I ended up, what happened? I think I just kind of moseyed around the yard. And this is the, the fucked part about like the situation that I'm in. Obviously I live in a caravan. So like a vomit isn't just like you get yourself out of your bedroom and you walk over to the toilet and you like tie your hair up and you're like, okay, get on your knees and just wait and then vomit. It's like, I've got to put my fucking track pants on. I've got to put my Ugg boots on. I've got to put a singlet on. I've got to put a fucking jacket on. I've got to tie my hair into a bun. I've got to go outside. It's raining. I've got to find a spot under a tree that I can vomit that the dog's not going to find later on. It needs to be near a hose so I can hose the shit up. Da, da 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 And yes, you're right. I could walk the entire acre up to the back door, go into the toilet and vomit in there, but I still have to put all of that shit on. You know what I mean? So I may as well just vomit outside like a fucking animal and be happy with what I have, you know? So anyway, I, I fucking spew it all up, all the beautiful potato salad. Rah, rah. I'm sorry if this is a bit graphic for you, but fucking grow up, you know? So I do that and I go inside and like clean myself up, you know, get those pieces of drool that connect your nose down to the floor, clean them away and clean all the shit out of your beard and brush your teeth and all the rest. I'm like, cool, I'm sick again, you know? I'm, I'm sick again. But you know what? I am sick with something that I know I've been sick with for a minute now, and I'm not actually sick. This is just my stomach is a little bit agitated at the moment, and every time I get almost good, I agitate it with something else. So I'm not actually worried that I'm sick. I'm just, like, disappointed in myself. And also, like I said before, I've been feeling fucking guilty for the past two weeks because I've been giving myself these sleep-ins, and at the same time, when I say give myself a sleep-in, it's like, oh, I threw up this morning, I don't have to work. Sometimes I wouldn't post anything, I wouldn't engage at all, I just, nut. Nah, that's it. And then other mornings, it's like, oh, well, you haven't posted in a day, I better post something, let's be serious, you still have a business that is your concern, you know, so I would post, I would post something, I would find something to post and I'd post something. And uh, so that's all good. Long story short, we get through Sunday, I have a few slices of bread, I'm not feeling 100%. It was one of those days as well where like I had a moment where like in fucking four minutes I finished like a bag of jelly beans, you know, just heaps of that shit that's like comes in boxes and is wrapped in plastic where you're just like, oh, I'll just have one of those and that's all good. And if you just had one of those, it's all good, but you don't. You have like another one of these and I'll have like three ginger nuts while I'm here and I'll have like a, a swig of Diet Coke that's in the fridge and whatever. It gets to fucking six o'clock at night and I had the, had like a liter of water. I just like smashed it because I'm like, fuck, I haven't had enough water today. And obviously when you vomit, you're dehydrating yourself. So I smashed heaps of water. And uh, yeah, like half an hour later, just had like four of the most powerful spews that I've had in the past two weeks. So I'm like, oh, you know, completely fucked, completely back to square one. And I've got a tickle in the back of my throat. So it's like, you know what? Probably have a tickle in the back of my throat because I've been spewing so much. It's not because I'm getting sick with another sickness, you know? I wake up Monday morning and I have a cold. I have a head cold. It's very good. Monday morning was meant to be the day that I'm releasing my jerseys. Monday morning is the day that I'm releasing a press press release or, you know, whatever we want to call it in response to this person deleting all of my videos. Monday morning, it's like, or it was, it was signify, it was significant in my mind as the day that things would start happening again. And the crazy part about all of this is last week, I had the best week yet for Black Ink. The best week yet. My, my, my revenue is growing every month. Everything is tracking exactly how I planned. It's doing better than how I planned. It's like, this is so great, but I can't be excited about any of it because I literally don't have the energy to get excited about it. It's like, I look at the numbers on the screen, which signify like, hey, you met your goal this month. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go lay down. It's fucked. So now 
as you can tell with the wiping of the nose every two seconds. I didn't want to bring tissues on here because then I end up blowing my nose. So you just got to deal with the wipe for now. So now I'm drinking fucking hot chocolate. Trying to survive. Having the debate all morning as to whether or not I'm going to do a podcast today. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Of course I'm going to do a podcast. This is what I fucking do. I love doing this. It's hard to understand, but I feel like I learn so much about myself when I force myself to have an opinion about what I think. I have to make it real. I have to actualize it into words, and I have to prove what I'm saying with the thoughts that back up what I'm saying with my own words, right? It's like I have this obligation to go like, okay, that's how you feel. Well, explain what you mean. And that's exactly what I do. It's fun. It's fun as fuck. So I'm here. I'm recording the podcast. I go to, I go to the fucking post office to do today's uh, posts what do you call it today's orders they haven't got power until four o'clock this afternoon so I'm like well I guess I'm not doing today's post you know I could now hear me out here I, I might be wrong this might be the wrong way to look at to look at uh, business but I could have gone to any of the other three post offices in town to, de- to, to deliver those things but I trust the chick at this post office that like she doesn't throw the I know this is the most bizarre thing and now I'm saying it out loud it sounds kind of ridiculous but I have such a good relationship because the post office that I go to is actually a post office inside a servo so it's inside like a roadhouse and like there's only one person there and it's just like a little on cove thing and I go in there with all my orders and I get all the bags and I write them all up and I put it in the bag and scan them all and da 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 and I just, I don't like going to the other post office because I feel like they look at me as if they're saying like, why didn't you buy the bags, take them home, put them in the thing and rah, rah, And then this lady, Belinda, like I'm stoked to go in there. I go in there and end up spending like 20 minutes in there having a chat with her while she's doing other customers at the same time. And she's one of those weapon of a woman who can handle like three customers at once and maintain a conversation with you and no one feels like they're missing out. It's a, so it's a really fun experience. But they turned me away and said, look, we haven't got any power. Go fuck yourself. And I was like, that's all cool. I'll go fuck myself. So I got in the car, I went to McDonald's and I was like, well, I'm not going to get a coffee because I've learned my lesson five times in the past two weeks. So I'm going to get a small hot chocolate. And what do they do? They give me this little baby hot chocolate with a little love heart on top. And you know what the crazy part is? The person who did the love heart probably watches this as well. Because as I'm finding out, fucking everybody does. Fucking everybody does. This is great. But... Enough about my sickness, enough about the hot chocolate and the love heart, and enough about how fucking dope these jerseys are. By the way, if you wanted a large, extra large, or double extra large in these jerseys, it's too fucking late, dog. It's too late. They're gone. They're gone. It's all good. There will be large, extra large, and double extra large jerseys coming back out, but they're not going to be this design. You've missed out. And if you missed out for a second time, I pity you. You should have acted sooner. It's not like I didn't advertise the fuck out of it. It's not like you didn't know they were coming out. But they're just gone. What can I say? Now look, what I do want to talk about, this is super cool. Now, uh, I think, so this is a story followed with, so this is not a story, it's kind of what's been happening lately, followed with a bit of information and how I think the story came about. And I might be wrong. This keeps sitting weird on me, I'm sorry. Just... Now that I've pointed out, you're only going to focus on that. So don't focus on that. Focus on me and what I'm saying and these teeth, you know. But what happened was, so obviously I live in a caravan. Now the idea of living in a caravan, to be completely transparent, is to minimize my overheads and expenses so that I can put every single dollar that I have into this and this business. So that Black Ink has the best possible opportunity to turn into something because I gave it all of my energy, all of my time and all of my money. 
And to double down on that fact, like I've sold investments, I've sold shares, I've sold vehicles, I've, you know, I'm currently living at the back of my dad's property. Uh, I like, I don't know what else I can, like I do, like I, I can sell my Harley, I guess, but I mean, for what, you know, like for the money I'll get back for it, it's not really a, it's not a, a smart transaction for the business at this stage when a lot of my business revolves around uh, Harley related activities. But you know, I'm giving it everything, right? So living in a rental uh, has been something that is definitely in the future on the cards, but it's not necessarily something that I, uh, I don't put any energy towards it happening. As in like, I won't research rentals. I won't, I won't find out where the market's at. I know a little bit, you know, peripherally about what's going on with the rental market, but I don't essentially know what is going on with the rental market. But in the midst of being sick, one thing I did really pay attention to is how fucking difficult it is to be sick in a caravan in the middle of winter. As I said before, like just the needing to spew at 3.30 in the morning, like thank God I can control my stomach because if I couldn't, like that caravan will be full of spew. You know, that's how it is. So I kind of found myself looking at rentals. And the scary part about looking at rentals is you realize that it's not going to happen. You know, it's just simply not going to happen. And like my partner is, she brings in a brilliant wage. Black Ink is doing what it's doing. Combined, we're not going to be able to get a rental, you know. It's, and it's not that we can't afford it, not at all. It's that the way that the market is at the moment, it's just not a possibility. Excuse me, I'm just going to turn this off because I'm getting so energetic that I'm overheating right now. But one thing that uh, that I noticed, I was on there, I was looking at, I'm looking at the prices and I'm looking at the sort of house that we want and the lo- location that we want to live in and the sort of environment I would want my family to be in, the sort of environment I want uh, the black ink kind of processing or headquarters or processing facility to be in and obviously being able to tick. You got all these boxes that I'm trying to tick with this one objective of getting a rental. And I realized that with the money that I've got to spend and with the likelihood of actually getting one of these rental rentals and with the way that the world is at the moment, it's just not gonna happen, right? So I see a couple houses, I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice, yeah, it'd be nice. You know, there's $1,000 per week penthouse in the silos. I'd fucking love that, but like, you know, not gonna happen. I'm more like in the $250 a week, two by one in the suburb that you don't wanna live sort of deal. But that's all good. I see a few and they stay in that middle part of your head where you remember it, but you can't really bring it up, you know? And anyway, we're driving around, me and homegirl, da, 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 and she goes, oh, have you seen this? That Just go down this street. There's this rental I want to show you. So I go down there and I'm like, oh, I've seen this rental. I've seen this. That's quite, it's a nice little spot, isn't it? You know, and it's like one of those things where you start immediately, of course, organically as a human, you start like picturing yourself driving up the driveway and doing all the things. So I'm like, well, call up call up and see what the go is. So she calls up the rental place and the, you know, I don't want to dig myself a grave here, but do you have to be a cunt to work at these property management places? Like, I don't like, I, the lady, look, a bit later on in the story, I meet this lady who's obviously employed by these people to manage someone's house and all the rest. She was lovely. She was, she was fine. She wasn't lovely. She was fine. Right. But she is by far the best that I've ever dealt with right? When we had a rental before, the shit that we went through to get out of that rental because this fucking scumbag was picking up on everything you could possibly pick up on when the person who owned the fucking house used to live behind us and had already done his inspection just to make our lives hard. What the fuck? What the fuck? You know, I'm getting emotional about something that isn't related to the story and that's all good. So I'm going to move on. So 
We call her and we say, you know, we'd like to have a look at this property, rah, rah, and she's rustling around papers. Oh, yeah, I've got to fucking spot it uh, this time on this day. Right, see ya. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. I didn't call. Riz made the call and she handled it well. She's a, she's a weapon like that. Now, we get there on the day and there's people everywhere. And I'm thinking, what, they're having a fucking house party in one of these houses? What's going on? Like, literally cars everywhere. And we were like five minutes early. And obviously in the midst of having food poisoning, you know, I'm like pulling up the driveway with my like ass cheeks clenched as tight as I can, like trying to tell myself that I don't feel sick, you know? Like, it's all good. You don't feel sick. It's all good. So we fucking, we get there. It's a house behind a house. And uh, it's a house behind a house. No one parks in the driveway, but, you know, I park in the driveway because I'm like thinking that we're the only ones there. Well, I could not have been... Give me one moment. Wow, this may as well be tree bark. It is so rough. So I'm thinking like, you know, five minutes early, I pull up the driveway and I see someone in there. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's weird. That doesn't look like the property, mate. That looks like a couple looking through there. So we get out of the car and we go, and then, yeah, it was a couple. It was another couple that was early. And she goes, oh, who, who are you guys? And she goes, oh, you know, Larissa. He goes, oh, yep, off you go. And then we walk out the back and then another two people walk in and then we walk out the front and then another like three couples walk in. And we're like, the fuck is going on here? And we overhear her saying like, oh, yeah, I've got 40 couples booked in over the next 20 minutes. 40 couples? You've got 80 people coming through here in the next 20 minutes? Hey, I don't know if you've seen the news but there's this thing going around at the moment called coronavirus, right? And we have gone to extreme measures around the world to try and stop it from spreading. And you have 80 people coming through here. Oh, good. But what the fuck are you doing, right? Now, without getting too into that, because I've, I feel like I've said enough there, uh, would it not be <clears throat> unreasonable to think that at a certain point, like if I was the property manager, I would think, right, I've got 20 couples walking through this house. If one of them, like all I need is one couple, like I don't want to create like a bidding water or anything. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do want to create a bidding war. Maybe that's the goal of having fucking 1500 people walk through the house in 20 minutes is so we can have them eat each other. And whoever's left with the most amount of limbs at the end of that fight gets the house, right? So I'm thinking to myself like, oh, we have to stand out here or we're not going to fucking get it at all. And I start adding everything up and I'm like, we're not going to get this. We're simply not going to get this. So I have a bit of a conversation with the lady. So if anything, our names and, and faces stand out. And if she has any sway over anything before it goes to the owner, maybe we'll, look, we'll be looked at more favorable. So I do everything like that. You know, fucking, hello, my name's Jake, this is Larissa. How do we get ourselves on the top of the list? What are the things you're looking for in the application? Da, 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 da. And we're pulling down the driveway and like people, like I had to slowly pull down the driveway, backing down there because people are in the way because so many people are going to the house. Like, what's going on, right? Anyway, so we're like, we're not going to get that house. But the weird part was, is there was a sense of urgency that even if we didn't want the house, we still had to put in for it. Because at this point, with how it's looking, now we're a little bit educated on what's going on. And what we've just learned from the property manager is that it's not even about what you want. 
It's about what you're going to get accepted for. So now she said, you know, you can apply for houses before you have even looked at them. She goes, if you want, just go into the website, apply for every single web, uh, apply for every single house. Make sure like your application is filled in properly. Because if your application isn't filled in properly, we don't chase you up because there's so many people wanting to get this. We're not going to chase you up. We're just going to go for the one that has it filled in properly, that meets all the criteria and is there on the fucking day. You know, so I'm thinking this is fucking crazy. We're not going to get a house through a rental agency because. Like very simply, we don't have the application. We don't like, I'm not going to be able to say like, this is a thing, like you can only pay 30% of your combined income for rent. So if you, if together you're making a thousand dollars, you can only spend 300 of that on a, a week on a rental. So, I mean, and not that that would have held us back in any way, but at the same time, I'm thinking if my, if our combined income versus pretty much anyone who has two normal working incomes, like we're just not comparable. So I, you know, we get home, we go back to the drawing board. We're like, fuck it. We're not going to put in for it because like, it's just mold on the walls. And like, especially given the amount of shit that I went through to get out of the last rental, you know, oh, there's a fucking crack in a tile down here. And this wall is slightly off white. Whereas before it was pure white. And this fucking window over here looks like it's been rotated 0.9 of a degrees to the outside. And then you've got this house here, which literally looked like someone moved out earlier that day, ripped the curtains out with them and just fucking walked out the door. Like the carpet is fucking rolled up into the corner so you can't set furniture on it flat. You go outside, the, it's not the garden's messy, but it's like the garden is not at all maintained or clean. There's hoses laying around and shit. Like what the fuck am I putting in for here? I don't want this house. I don't want this fucking house. So fuck the urgency, we're not putting in for it. Anyway, anyway. What do we do? I call the bloke who I was talking about who used to live behind us in our old rental. I call him. I say, hey man, here's our situation. Just in case you needed some renters and you like you want to know they're good, rah, 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 we're good to go. And he goes, man, last week, the people who were living in, in the house that you lived in, they signed up for another six months. He goes, if you had a call a week ago, I would have kicked these cunts out and put you in because I like you better. Thinking, Fuck. All right, it is what it is. Not exactly what he said. That's what I took away from it, though. You understand? And I'm talking to my old man, and my old man says, hey, you know, homeboy mate that I used to drive trucks with, he's actually got a house that I think he's going to put up for rent, so I'm not quite sure. You'll have to bloody call him and have a word with him. I thought, oh, yeah, we'll fucking... I've already made this one call. I'm feeling like... And I don't I don't know. I feel like these little stories that we tell ourselves... Um, there, it's it's interesting, you know, like I, because I didn't have a win on that first phone call, I suspected that every phone call was going to go the same way and I wasn't in the mood to continuously have losses. I just wanted to, I wanted to call someone and have a win, you know? So I was like, nah, I'm not going to annoy him. Fucking it is what it is. So the next day, you know, I'm going through all my bits and pieces. I think this was Friday last week. I'm going through all my bits and pieces. I get all my work done. It comes to about one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just getting to that point where you're like, right, I think everything's done. What should I do? So I'm walking up. I'm about to take a piss, you know, outside because that's what you do when you live in a caravan. I got my AirPods in. I thought, fuck it, I'll call him. So I call him and um, he's at the house and he's doing a last final little bit of like renovating touch-ups, painting here and there. And he goes, yeah, man, it's going to go up for rent next week. I'm going to have it with a property ma- um, property manager. Uh, yeah, just uh, if you want to come and have a look, uh, come and have a look and tell me what you think. Okay, what are you doing right now? He goes, well, I'm at the house. So okay, okay. 
So we go through all the nitty gritties because I thought I don't want to annoy this bloke if, you know, if the money's not right or if the, the agreement isn't right or da da da, you know. So you go through all the bits and pieces, the black and white, and then you go, right, okay, everything lines up. I'll be around there. I'll just collect Homegirl. And at this stage, Homegirl wasn't feeling too good either. So it was a bit touch and go there. I said, look, we're not going to give you an answer today, literally because I don't, I feel like both of us together, we're not up for it, especially her, you know. He goes, no, it's all good. I'll be here till whatever time it was going to be. So I walk. Uh, at this stage, I got off the phone. I was actually in this room. It started down there. It ended up up here. I was in this room. I walk out, and here she is. I'm like, hey, we've got to go look at a rental real quick. Are you are you all good? And her eyes light up. She starts smiling. She's like, fuck yeah, I just got to I just gotta put it. Yeah, 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 let's go now. Let's just fucking, yeah, let's go. So we jump in the car. We take the dog around there. We jump out. And from the outside point of view, you're like, oh, this is a... This is a this is this is an old house, you know what I mean? Just essentially, it's just like an old house, you know. So we get out and we walk in. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful inside. Everything's been freshly renovated, and all the little things like here here's an example of a little thing that I've put up within a caravan for the past eighteen months that you really don't. You can imagine you're like, oh, that's pretty bad, I guess. But then when you've lived it, it's a totally different thing. Now, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if, like, if you've never met me before, this might not show on Instagram, but I'm six foot four. I'm 190 centimeters. I'm 10 centimeters off being two meters tall. And just in case you're unaware of what that means, this world was built for people who were just under six foot tall. This means, like, literally the only thing that is common that is made for tall people is door frames. Everything else is made for people that are just under six foot tall. My caravan is made for people under six foot tall, which means that I have had all of my serious conversations, negotiations, life moments, everything you can imagine, like this, like this. So from the side, my head is always tilted down just like this because the roof is right there. So I'm always kind of hunched forward and leaning forward when, I, you know, you should just like, I focus on pulling my shoulders back, down, having a chin back and like really holding that and being able to to feel it across your chest and across your back, you don't have that in the caravan. You don't have that in the caravan. So every moment that you're in the caravan, all of your life, like you got to think like I do all of my office work in there. Obviously that's sitting down. I do all of my office work in there. We have all of our meals in there. We do all of our, you know, washing, cleaning, right? Everything is done in that caravan. And it's like just the idea that I'm going to be able to stand up straight, pull my shoulders back, tuck my chin back and not only not have a roof there, but put my arms up in the air. It's insane. It is insane. It's like one of the first things I did when I walked in there and like, you know, this is the bedroom. This is the room that you'll be putting the bed in. And I'm just like looking up and thinking it's got high ceilings. They could have been normal ceilings for all I know, but they're fucking high ceilings. I can't touch a roof. I'm fucking ages away from the roof. This is insane. And then I started picturing the bed inside this room and you can walk around every edge of the bed. Right now, like if you imagine my bed, it's in the corner of the caravan at the back and there's like a dividing wall between the bedroom and the rest of the caravan, which means I have to kind of like to get to my edge because obviously Riz is like fucking three and a half foot tall. So she just jumps on the bed and that's her side up against the wall. Whereas to get to my side, I have to like, my feet don't fit in the gap, uh, you know, from the bed to the wardrobe or from the bed to that dividing wall. So I have to like scoot around and then scoot around and then jump onto bed. I can't describe how much I hate that now because I've lived like that every day for 18 months, you know? And now I'm looking at this house like, oh, it's my salvation. Okay. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. 
This is literally the grass is greener on the other side and it's a confirmation that the grass is actually greener on the other side. So the more we look through it, the more we get excited, everything lined up, the fucking all the holes in the cheese lined up and we just made a straight path for saying, fuck yes. We didn't say it there and then we said it the next morning because like any good, any good decision, you've got to sleep on it. But it was eight o'clock the next morning. I call him up and I knew he'd be hungover from the night before because I knew he had to leave early the day before because he was going to a date night. And I was talking to my old man on the phone at like 7.30 saying, do you reckon it's too early to call him? He's like, no, 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 he'll be right. I left out the bit of information that I knew he'd be hungover. Eight o'clock comes around. Do, do, do. Yo, yes, yes. At any cost, yes. So the point that I'm trying to make here is we're moving out of the caravan. We're moving into a house. Black Ink is going to have an official headquarters. And instead of, I mean, just in case you hadn't put two and two together, this is actually a bar room. Behind you, behind the camera is a pool table and a whole entertaining area and all the rest. And unfortunately, I've been stealing my dad's bar for the past you know, however long I've been doing this month now. And all of my, like all of my jerseys, all of my clothes racks, all of my processing area, the bags, the, all, all the stuff that you need, it's all in here. And I'm about to hold inventory as well, which means that not only am I going to have all of this, I'm going to have shelving with stock on the shelves as well. So I literally need somewhere to put all this stuff. And it's unfair to c- continue to do it here. You know what I mean? So now it seems like it's all coming together. The interesting part, the story is now done. How we got here is what I want to talk about. Now, I don't want to get too airy-fairy, and I find confidence in these last minutes of the podcast because I feel like only the true motherfuckers are here with me listening to me and actually taking in the information that I'm saying. I've spoken the past before about the fact that I pray, uh, the fact that I, um, what's the word? It's been killed by too many fucking hippy-dippy white chicks, but I do manifest but uh, I do manifest a lot of things into reality, um, which essentially, if you haven't put two and two together yet, praying and manifesting are the same thing. You are asking a greater entity for something. You are saying how you're going to achieve it, the things in place to help you achieve that and the time that you're going to do and what you're going to do like now and tomorrow and the day after so it actually happens. And all you're doing is you're talking to a greater power, which is essentially the greater power within yourself. And instead of asking for it, you're kind of reminding yourself you're on this path to doing this thing. And if you continuously remind yourself, then it kind of has to happen. That's, I bu- completely butchered it, but that's that's a basic idea of, of how it or how I found it to be effective for me. And the really interesting part about this is when I observed this from a third party point of view and the timing of how everything happened and the fact that I wasn't looking for a rental, but then all of a sudden it came up and then all of a sudden straight away, the perfect one slipped into my hands. I'm not surprised. I have said for 18 months now that I would find somewhere. I've said that I would find somewhere where my feet will be clean and not fearful of dirt. My dishes will be clean within reach and my clothes will be exactly what they need to be. The environment I created for myself and my family is exactly what we need to be prosperous in our wants and our needs. This is exactly it. I say that the air is crisp and I'm excited as I didn't only meet my goals, I surpassed them and the kingdom I'm beginning to create for myself allows, uh, it looks promising as each day brings a new challenge and thus a new opportunity. This is exactly that. This is exactly what I've envisioned in my mind, but this is the reality version of it. And it's just like, a part of me is like, I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful that this came about. But now I just want to double down on what I really fucking want because you see it works so effectively. Like I have told the stars in the sky before the sun has come up every day for months that these jerseys are going to do well. And now I've got fuck all of them left. 
and I've had them out for a, what a day and a half. There's something to that. You know what I mean? There's something to that. And like while I have a I have a relationship with you know, at the risk of losing followers because it's just not cool to say for some reason, but like I have a relationship with God and I have a relationship with a higher power that does control things and did put me here for a reason. But at the same time, I have this relationship with the higher power that is a version of me that I'm aspiring to be like. I've already seen what a successful Jake and Blacking looks like five years from now. And now all I'm doing is embodying the path to getting there. It's crazy. And I don't tell you this because I'm trying to brag. I'm telling you this because this is a free tool that is available to anyone that has a heartbeat. This is a free skill that you can get better at starting right fucking now. And the cool part about it is the only outcome is whatever you want. As soon as I started getting sick, the first thing I do is picture myself as being healthy because how am I going to get any better if all I do is mull on the version of me being sick? You're manifesting that sickness within yourself. It doesn't want to leave your body because your body doesn't know anything but it. And yes, you can pick this theory apart. You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying what works for me. It is what it is. Anyway, I don't want to double down on that too much. I'll probably watch this back and say like, oh, fuck, I missed out so much. And I'm, I, I kind of, I, I feel interesting that I shared a little bit of my personal prayer that I say every day with the internet and with you right now. But at the same time, I want you to take that away and I want you to do something with it. And if you want to know what started all of this for me, it was not the Bible, but it is a book that I call the Bible. It is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This book completely changed my life from the first time I read it. I've read it three times since. I've The second and third time, I actually read it out aloud to myself, which is how I read books now because I realize that I don't take in information unless I'm reading them as if I'm reading them to someone and I'm telling the story. So I would highly recommend that if you haven't read that, go out and read it. And also, it's one of those books that gives you like three or four things to do while you're while you're reading the book it actually gives you like activities to complete and tasks to like questions to ask yourself and like things to take note of i would 100% read that book with a biro and a and a fucking highlighter and a and a notepad next to you so you can give yourself things to research that it talks about that you can do all of the you can do all of the small things that it asks you to do you can answer all the questions that it asks you and just fucking 100% embrace the book and, and bring it into your life. It's it's crazy. It is fucking crazy what it has done for me. And I will 100% attribute the majority of the success that Black Ink has made outside of the obvious effort that I put into it. I would attribute so much of the success that Black Ink has had and will continue to have to the methods that I learned in that book. Some other ones are like Psycho-Cybernetics. That's a really good one. I think and Grow Rich is a really good one. But look, I'm not here to recommend books. I'm here to talk shit and talk about how I'm sick and I didn't want to do a podcast, but I did one anyway. You know why? Because I fucking saw myself doing it. I didn't see myself doing a podcast, but I saw Black Ink being successful, and this is a leg of Black Ink being successful, so therefore, therefore it's not an option. It is within you to complete, so you complete it. Damn, dude. Fucking damn, dude. This thing is so rough, hey? But before I sign out, I'd like to say a quick thank you. I've, I actually uh, have noticed a lot of people. I've got a lot more subscribers. I've got a lot of people um, who are sh liking and sharing my stuff. The Black Ink Podcast Instagram page is starting to do not really well, but I just I think I like doubled the followers last week, which is kind of cool. Um, I've been playing playing with the idea of calling, giving it another name, but out of the 
four names that I um, came up with the other day, I think two of them were already taken by podcasts. I didn't realize, but they're not official podcasts, so I couldn't find them. And I accidentally came across one of them on Instagram. And then the other one was sent to me by someone. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how good is your podcast if I haven't heard of it? But there'd be plenty of people who haven't heard of this and it is what it is. So I think at this point, it will just remain the Black Ink podcast. It will remain a leg of Black Ink and the business itself. And we'll just let it be. Um, just in case you are watching this on YouTube, just so you know, this podcast is available on Spotify. This podcast is available on iTunes and Deezer and Amazon uh, Podcasts and Google Podcasts and blah, blah, blah. If that's where you normally get your podcast, I'd recommend going there and getting it because what YouTube has shown me is that this is volatile and it can be taken away from me at a moment's notice. I didn't get any emails from YouTube. I didn't get any explanation for why this happened. All I had was my videos taken away from me and then when I questioned it, given back. Nothing else. So uh, I obviously appreciate the platform that YouTube provides, but at the same time, I question whether or not I can rely on it as a stable platform to to put my content onto and I think it's fucking bizarre that I make these 45 minute chunks of content for their platform and they get taken away without question because somebody reported all of my videos what the fuck is that and I get that a new YouTube channel pops up it's got fucking 13 14 15 hours of content and someone reports all of it shit it might be something bizarre I don't want to say what it might be because YouTube is so strong in their violations that they might take me down just for saying what it might be. But, you know, imagine something crazy graphic or violent. It's like, it could be that and I get that, but is there not some process where someone manually checks that report? Like, what the fuck, man? You're throwing me under the bus and you're like, there's no reason. But it is what it is. So thank you for your support if you've been supporting me lately. Thank you for listening. If you've been listening to all the podcasts, I'm trying to bring you the best possible content I can. I feel like I'm starting to get a bit better on camera as well. I'm more relaxed. And I like today, I kind of sat down with no idea what I was going to talk about. And I'm just shooting from the hip. I'm enjoying myself. So thank you for giving me this space to kind of elaborate on who I am as a character, I guess. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. Be good to your mum. Thanks for listening. And I am out. Yo!